What's up, guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Neo Vintage Podcast. I am Jabro, and I am with Steve. Hope everyone's doing well. And for you guys who have never seen the show, we're just two guys that like to talk over the biggest story in gaming. Now, before we start into the first segment we usually do, what we've been playing, I do want to give you guys a heads up. Yesterday, we filmed an Avengers spoiler cast, so if you wanted to know our extended thoughts on Avengers, that's up on the channel. Go check that out. It's on all the streaming platforms, on the YouTube, everything. Go check it out. So, Steve, we like to start with what we've been playing. What have you been playing? So I've been playing uh, just a mess of things. So obviously, Avengers really took a lot out of me, uh, <laughs> not not difficulty-wise, just because... Uh, I mean, you guys, we, we, we've already talked about it on here, and we talked about it extensively yesterday, that the game just did not really want to work with me. So, I've been being clear, uh, I've been playing just uh, a few things. I've been jumping into Rocket League. Uh, I've owned it. I've always owned it, since it was free on PS Plus. They made it free to play, so you got a bunch of free items if you had it. So, you got a bunch of... They give you legacy status, and they give you a bunch of free items. So, I like to dabble in there, because I've always liked the soundtrack, always like just messing around. I don't play online, because... Uh, Absolutely not, but I play. I do play the seasons with the the computers, and I've always had fun with that. I'm playing Tekken Seven actually, or well, replaying Tekken Seven because I'm trying to familiarize myself again with it before the new season starts. They're adding a lot of uh, cool features and revamping it, so I'm trying to get my muscle memory back. So I'm you know not absolutely trash at Tekken yeah. again. Um, got a lot of new characters and uh konimitsu is uh coming back in the new season which she was the female with the white and red fox mask gotcha yeah so she's coming back so super excited she's the first dlc that uh i forgot who leaked it i think it was like bandai namco's portuguese channel leaked it they were leaking a lot of stuff yesterday so that's cool all those new abilities and that's really all i've been doing before i jump into my next big game which i know is what you've been playing so We'll get quickly into that. So I've just been playing a, a bunch of little fun palette cleansers, jumping into Mario. Really, really, uh, Mario Sunshine got me too frustrated because I'm at the point where all my levels now are the where you lose flood, and those are just terrible. So the game, I'm like done with the game pretty much for now <laughs> until okay. I go back into it. But now I've been full fledged into Galaxy, and what a masterpiece that it's game great, is! Right? Holy cow, it's so good, absolutely fun. I love it, like the little B Mario dancing around. Oh, everything is absolutely fantastic. So, I'm in those three main games right now, just palate cleansing myself. So, just having actual fun with games instead of, uh, you know, trudging through some story I don't want to do. So yeah, do it now because it's about to get real heavy in November. Yeah, it's gonna get yeah, it's heavy. So that's why I'm just doing all these fun little cleaning cleaning up things. So yeah. what have you been playing? Yeah, so I've pretty much been playing, I talked about on the news uh, yesterday, is I've been playing Mafia Definitive Edition. Mm. Uh, you guys know, love Mafia, it's one of my favorite franchises. I've played all these games before. Mafia, the original one's the one I played the least. Uh, the PS2 version I had growing up, I really didn't like it. It's really empty and clunky. Great story, but it's the one that didn't hold up the most gameplay-wise. So when I heard they were going to remake it, I didn't realize what they were doing was they were literally making it from the ground up to be on this current gen standard and this is easily the one of the best performing best looking mafia games they've ever released uh it's certainly on par with what they did with uh the third one and obviously the story remains intact and still an amazing and i'm just having a great time with it i love period pieces i love being able to f see kind of 1930s new york realized in such like a detailed manner it's amazing uh, and again, when I want to play something mafia, like this is kind of the era that I love the most. There's different eras of, of, 
mob and again i'm, I'm a mm-hmm. bit of a little, a little bit of a mob mafia stand even outside of the games and stuff like that i'm always watching like documentaries and stuff about it and there's a lot of different eras of the mobster life and the 1930s and 40s is kind of its unique thing that i've always really really loved and so being able to play that is just a very unique and special experience so i don't know how far i am in the story necessarily i remember how it ends but i don't really remember every single story beat so i couldn't tell you exactly where i am right now but i've been kind of you know going through it at a relatively fast pace and everything like that uh but yeah man they did a really really great job there are some small technical things here and there that you're naturally going to bump into there's Certainly, like, I've noticed some car popping and stuff like that where I'm driving down the street and the car literally, like, kind of drops in out of nowhere. I'm like, and I just slam into the back of them like, what? Uh. But uh, <laughs> beyond beyond that, uh, no, it performs really well. It looks really, really beautiful. And uh, I'm really impressed with what they're doing. And the thing, the small thing that I'm the most impressed with is the specific accents that a lot of the people do in the voice actors. And it's some of the people sound so ridiculous. But then when you watch a lot of 1930s cinema and stuff like that, there was a certain accent that they talked with back then yeah, that doesn't yeah. really exist anymore. It's like, I, I forget what it's called, but it's like the oceanic accent or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that certain people talk about and s- certainly from that, that region in New York and stuff like that and some of the guys talk like that and it's very you know listen hey like that kind of thing that they do so good and I'm like I'm glad that they did that because again if you just had some dude that sounds like he's from you know 1990s Brooklyn it's not gonna it's not gonna work the best so uh, I'll commend them for that I think they did a really great job faithfully recreating New York at that time and certainly the way that people carried themselves back then yeah, so that's that's the big game I'm holding, you know, not holding out on, but that's my next big game to, and I'm hoping to start it tonight, really just sit down and get a couple hours into it, because uh, you got it a la carte, right? You got just the Mafia Definitive Edition, correct? Yeah, I didn't buy the trilogy. Yeah, so a couple months ago, if you guys remember, on this channel, you know, I bought the trilogy because I didn't have these games, and Mafia 2 Remastered, it was really more Mafia 2 HD, was... Uh, garbage fire was really bad it was it just really wasn't broke it was so broken that i had to stop physically playing i've not gone back to it so because i got that bundle for which was a good deal for 60 bucks i got those all three games it just yeah, I, had, I had to wait for mafia definitive edition and good thing you sent me that text if i had even started playing it because i didn't even know it was out because i knew there was a delay because they wanted to polish it up that night i came downloaded it, so i have it there it's on my xbox it's ready to go you know so I'm definitely going to, I'm excited to jump into that. I'm excited to really see how, like how much they did because they, I heard that, you know, they didn't change the scripts up at all. They didn't change the missions, but they did go back and like, yeah, revoice things and get people to come in and revoice things and just update the whole package instead of just making it pretty, which is super exciting for me. Yeah, if you never knew that this was a remake of an old game or at least a remaster or whatever you want to consider it, um, you would never know, literally. It, you you could not tell that this was an old game at any point. It's it's that high caliber. There's no clunky VO or anything like that. Or And the mission structure holds up just fine to kind of modern standards. The only thing that I would say has probably, you know, aged it a little bit is the lack of a kind of side quest system. For the most okay. part, it's a fairly linear story in the in uh that city and there is kind of like a free mode where you can kind of just screw around the city if you want um but in terms of having like a whole bunch of different things on your kind of like ui of like hey you go here you can do this story for this person that doesn't really exist in this one um this is definitely something that that, that's something that's more introduced into three Mm -hmm. uh but this one is very much a linear story that happens to take place in an open world which is great because that's exactly what i would that's exactly what i want right now 
with all these yeah. open worlds coming up, I want a nice solid story. And the good thing is, even if you don't have the bundle, it is still a reduced price game, so it's $40 uh, at the most. And I think if you're into those kind of story-based third-person action games, it's more than worth the money, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that's a solid... I mean, that's where most of these remakes and remastered prices are going, so that's perfect. And and if you really, you know, if you want more bang for your buck, I think the bundle's still available. Yeah, I I would suggest getting the bundle if you had the option, but if you wanted to get it individually, you're still not paying 60, so that's good. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. All right, so let's get into the stories. We have uh, some really good ones. I think this is going to be a good episode. We have a lot to discuss. Um, Obviously, let's start off first because we aren't uh, fanboys in one park or the other. Let's talk about the Xbox pre-orders and the sort of fiasco that went on with it. So, Xbox Series X and S's pre-orders went live on Tuesday morning, as one would expect. It was a disaster um the demand was insane so xbox responded with a statement they said we are humbled by the record-breaking demand for xbox series x and s huge thanks to everyone for the excitement if you weren't successful today be sure to sign up with retailers for updates and expect more consoles to be available on november 10th so this has always been a kind of back and forth where people were like sony really just botched the pre-order system because they kind of just went live randomly people they said tomorrow walmart went 20 minutes later thinking about it that almost worked in their favor a little bit because from what i'm seeing because xbox had the date the time and you know gave all retailers the same time so for us it was 11 um, a.m people were unfortunately able to get the bots ready to go Correct. They were yep. able to crash the system where Sony was just like pretty much they dropped it. You know, they dropped the tray and it was all over the place. These guys were not able to scalp as much, though. I have seen a couple scalps of the PS5s and things, you know, and you went over this more on the news. GameStop was a complete shutdown. Oh, they, had, they had that yeah. weird queue, which was not working and don't refresh it. But people still refresh. I think you refreshed it yeah, and you lost it. Um, but for some people, I had a friend who said he was in that queue and nothing ever happened. <clears throat> the number It was just an absolute mess. So though it seemed like it was a little bit better because people knew what time to sit down and expect it, it really wasn't... It put a little a little heat off of PlayStation where it's like, listen, it's not all Sony's fault. Literally, internets just don't work. Now, I do think they should develop a system like you know that xbox q uh, xbox uh the gamestop queuing system was a very smart thing to do i was like that's of all people gamestop.com had that i was like super surprised but i feel like xbox and sony should both preemptively know how to set this up with different retailers not you know obviously smaller websites mom and pop shots aren't gonna get it all but best buy walmart gamestop you know and directly through microsoft and sony themselves should have a queuing system for people who got up early, got in that wait line, got that connection in, and I get, I guess it's because they don't really only do this every what seven years. They're gonna launch a new system, roughly. They don't really want to develop a system for that, but the pre-orders were just the same thing you expected. A lot of people were getting them, not getting them. I know you had the issue with, I believe, Target, and that was apparently a super popular issue with Target. Where oh yeah, very common. You put one in, it tells you nothing, so you keep clicking, and then it tells you you maxed out the cart because. <laughs> It's so, uh, and then when you go to check out, there was nothing in it, correct? Um, well, I mean, I could detail my story if you want. Yeah, yeah go ahead. So, before so, I, I had a different experience. Yeah, mine. so I had the double screen setup, 
Yep. And again, this is not my first rodeo. I've, I've, I'm the guy who does the online console launch purchase through online thing. I, I've never waited in line for a console. I'm that guy. So I, I was ready to go. I had everything opened, and I always do it by priority of which tabs I'm going to hit first and which ones tabs I'm going to hit last. So GameStop and Target, or sorry, GameStop and Amazon are usually the last ones I hit because those are the ones that usually crash or sell out first. Always. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I need to prioritize Walmart, Target, and then maybe Best Buy in the middle. Maybe I'll be able to get Best Buy. And those were kind of the way I go. And then there's other sites that I don't really use. That I know some people use like Newegg and stuff like that. I don't really tap into that. Uh, so And then there was Microsoft on the site. I couldn't even get on the site. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to even bother with them. So I have my thing. And literally, I have the countdown going. And I see the moment it turns 11. I refresh the, the Walmart page. Sold out immediately Mm -hmm. so that's how i know i'm like oh my god so this was kind of like an unintended consequence the bots were ready on this one correct unlike the playstation one where everybody was kind of caught off guard they they had this program and i could attest to that i guarantee you those were bots because and then i shortly after i went onto ebay i saw a whole bunch of listings there so yeah the bots got them immediately because i was their second one and they were sold out so yeah walmart was gone x and s i was like okay that's not too bad not panicking yet i pull up target trying to add it to cart won't go in the cart it'll say add to cart but nothing's in the cart Mm-hmm. And I keep clicking it, and you keep clicking it, and then it says you have the maximum amount that you can have in your cart. So I'm like, okay, so something's in there. You click the cart, there's nothing in the cart. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, God. That's when I'm starting to sweat a little bit. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay, wait. So I go on to Best Buy. It's not even posted yet. They didn't go live when everybody else did. So I'm like, oh, God. So Best Buy's gone. I was in the GameStop queue already. I actually made it into the site. Couldn't find the Xbox area to actually pre-order the console. So I refresh it. So maybe they did it. I forgot. They told you not to refresh. Back into the queue. GameStop's gone. Amazon been crashed. So I'm sitting there sweating. And I'm like, oh my god. Is this the first one that I'm going to get like finessed? I'm like, let me try Target one more time. And I go onto like a literal spiral circle of like adding into my cart refreshing adding into my cart refreshing checking my cart going back and back and forth and back and forth finally when i i'm literally giving up i'm like ah, i guess i'm not gonna be able to get one i see a one in my cart on target i'm like wait did something make it in i click it in there's a series x there i go to pre i go to checkout it fails i go to checkout it fails it's not taking my card i gotta add my cvv number or something whatever <laughs> And I'm like sitting there sweating, and again, I'm on the clock at my job here, so I gotta, I gotta get it, <laughs> get it moving. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh god, this is really bad. And then finally, 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 I got through. I got the email going through, and I'm like, wow, okay. So this by far was the hardest console for me able to secure online by far. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that was brutal. I did not expect that in the slightest. And again, not a slight to Microsoft. I didn't know the demand for Xbox was gonna be like that, honestly. Yeah, I don't think anybody did. I think, and it's going to be a later story, uh, that big announcement the day before was a absolute... I mean, it was definitely a marketing tool, but uh, we'll get more into that in the in the later story. So I had a different experience. So I knew I, was, I wasn't going to text you during the rush. Be like, oh, did you get a system? Um, that's why I didn't uh, text you, just in case you weren't able to th- get it. That's why I texted you like 10 minutes prior. I was like, good luck, <laughs> because I was like... Because I saw people online already kind of being preemptive. I'm like, these bots are going to snag these up. I think Xbox made a mistake. Even to the point, I even if they released the date, that was fine. They released the time, and I'm like, oh, these bots are going to snatch them up. So I was at work. I took a sort of break at 11. 
Well, I waited like 11.02 and I tried the usuals, Target, Walmart, see what's Because I was thinking in a worst case scenario, if you couldn't get one, I was like, well, I'll give him my pre-order because I know you're really, I'd like, I mean, I'll enjoy the Xbox, but I'm like, if you didn't get one, I'm like, well, I'll give him my pre-order and you can just, you know, so we both have a system. I know you're way more into yeah, the Xbox. Yeah, I would have did that with my PlayStation 5. I would have definitely gave it to you because I'm like, yeah. you need a PlayStation. So, <laughs> so I was like, well, if I can't, I'll, I'll do that. My target would not even load on me, and unfortunately, because I'm at work, uh, I was not at my desk at work. I was covering outside. I'm doing this all on my phone. That's it. I have <laughs> with like two bars of signal. It was a rough time. That was not working. <laughs> GameStop would not even load, and that that website doesn't load for me on my phone regular. So let alone Xbox Day. Uh, I checked all the other websites, and I checked Amazon. Amazon just had those dogs. Like oops, yes. oops, yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> And uh, so I know because I know Amazon was just not there. So I was like, all right. And I wasn't too beat up because I was like, I'll get an Xbox when I get an Xbox. I went back to work. I took my lunch at 1145 when I happened to go to Twitter because that's what I do on my lunch break. And Wario 64 is like Amazon links are finally up and I'm sitting there. I'm connected to the Wi-Fi inside at the office. I'm like, wait a minute. Quickly, I clicked it. Dogs, dogs, dogs. And I said, ah, so I didn't use the app and I went to the browser, which I never do, which I forgot I had the link up and it's there and it says pre-order now. And I'm like, I add to cart. I went to the checkout. Obviously all my information's in there and it went through so smooth. I want to say maybe 30 seconds and I had to pre-order and I got the email and I was like, huh, well, you look at that. (laughs) I was like, well then that's, that was painless and it really shouldn't have been and then that was it i i laid back and i was like oh it's over the pre-order mess is over i yeah, have my me sweating man i have my i've got my two pre-orders and obviously i got the email later on amazon's like you know uh due to demand you may not get this on release day and i'm like i don't care get it to me when you can get it to me reasonably hopefully within that week so Jabra, we're here. We're here. We're at the yeah. cusp of the new generation. We both have our two pre-orders snagged. Whether they come, too. I got I got a cobalt blue controller. I'm excited. So I have not pre-ordered an extra controller yet. I was going to, but then I'm like, I have two Gears of War Xbox One controls that you think they're work. Gonna work. They're gonna work. Yeah, right? I I think they said it. They work. Okay. Because I know the X, the other control works backwards with the Xbox One. I'm gonna get that cobalt. Don't get me wrong. The Sonic control, absolutely, yeah. I'm gonna get it. Because I know the Dual Sense is gonna be a separate issue because there's certain technology that's not gonna yeah. work. But I know the Xbox, I think, is different, right? Yeah, I think from my understanding, the Xbox is they work backwards and both. So you'll be able, I'm gonna with the Xbox Series. I don't know why you would want your Xbox One to play games, whatever. But <laughs> I'm gonna get that Sonic control for sure. But oh, I was yeah. like, let me, it's so let me take it easy. Let me take it easy. I will get it soon. Um, it's super nice. I like. I love that white back. So super excited for that. We're there, and I'm excited. Now we just kind of wait and hope. We're one of the lucky few to get it on launch day. Uh, you know, when there's nothing really else we can do pre-order wise. But is this is this how you expected this whole thing to roll out? No, not at all. I mean, I knew the play. So I, I just never would have guessed a scenario where that somehow the PlayStation launch was going to go easier for me than the Xbox one. I just never would have guessed. And again, you could chalk up some of it to bots. You could chalk up some of that of like Xbox is just in a much better place than it was last time around. I mean, you were there during the Xbox one launch. It was not this level of energy. So th- that's a great sign for Microsoft. 
Um, but man, you had me sweating because when I was like, oh, I'm like, oh God, he's that. Because when I'm refreshing my tabs here with my dual screen setup at home on Wi-Fi, I'm like, oh God, he's doing it off a phone. I was I'm driving. Like, I was driving around on a forklift with uh, one like, hand, <laughs> one hand crazy. on the steering, one hand on this, unloading a truck. Just refresh, refresh. I was like, "There's no so, way he he can pull this off." I'm like, I, "I'm and I'm like looking. I'm like, I'm trying. If I can get him, like, if I can get like two pre-orders in, I can give him one." I'm yeah. like, "I can't even get the one for me." <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> no, yeah, I was. And again, I I was that guy, and I I admitted on here where I was like, "I'll get an Xbox when I get it." But that you know the announcement that we're gonna talk about soon, I was like, "Oh man!" And then just all these great things they're doing with xbox and i'm like xbox is way not just in my good graces again i'm like excited to have this plain square black rectangle on my shelf i'm like oh my god i need this i was like i really want this i was trying to keep it low-key where i'm like ah whatever i'll have the playstation two days later but and i was just like "Mm, i I really want this man i really want this i was like the x right yes i yeah the series s link never even came up it yeah, came up like a, another 30 try. minutes on amazon and amazon was really my main source because of how fast i could do it on my mobile phone so when that series s1 went live like 20 minutes later so almost an hour after all the links went live then amazon got series s's but at that time i was already walking around with my chest up you know pumped up because i was like i got my series x and i see everyone else freaking out going to games because even apparently gamestop physicals were like they were giving like 12 max 20 to some yeah, stores because I, I was because I was even calling stores I work obviously I work far from home I was calling the stores in that general area because I was like hey maybe you know this business area not not too high demand I have like four game stops really close to me over there so I was like calling around and one never got it the other one's like yeah we had 10 and we had guys waiting here since this morning yeah low so, stock in covid yeah no thanks yeah it was uh it was an absolute <laughs> mess but we're here we can finally just I have my notifications off from uh, Twitter, so I don't need to worry about it anymore. And we have our pre-orders. It's exciting times. Which I check every day to ensure they're still there. Yeah, so I never got emails from Walmart, so now every time I see Walmart show up in my inbox, I'm like, oh no. Usually it's just like they have flowers in stock and things like that. Weird. Yeah. And so I'm like, alright, so Walmart, don't do not do anything with my PlayStation pre-order. Send it to me. Amazon, again, shipped it out. I want to say the next day or yesterday i think yesterday amazon sent the email out saying hey we're not gonna hit all pre-orders on day one yeah i know for a fact that i'm not getting my xbox day one they they already made it clear that that's coming it's gonna it's probably gonna ship on launch day but i won't receive it until like one to five days after the fact uh which is again as long as i get it i'm not tripping about it as of right now walmart's still holding that it's gonna be arriving on launch day for the playstation 5 so we'll we'll see about that i'm like ideal situation is since xbox is launching what on the 10th and the ps5 is on the 12th if they both arrive the same day that'd be awesome or at least that friday because oh yeah playstation's thursday weirdly enough so if you i'm planning to take friday off from work but that's hopefully i get a shipping number early so i can make that decision oh yeah i'm definitely taking i got (laughs) it but i'd be so sad if i took it off and they didn't come and i'm like oh look at me look at the yeah, shit with me. Th- that's what i'm doing the friday not the thursday because i was like i don't trust i don't trust you guys yeah i need to get a little closer see what's going on see what they're communicating because again amazon's the one who is communicating the fact that there's going to be delays but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be the only one with delays no absolutely not. i think they really learned their lesson from the switch where they just didn't say anything that was with my three weeks later that's my crazy. with my that was my original pre-order luckily i had a gamestop backup but uh so 
that's why at least well, I knew I, I knew they were gonna send that email immediately. I knew they weren't gonna be like we can guarantee. And again, it's not guaranteed that I'm not gonna get it on launch day. So they said might. So they they said it may not receive on that day. I'm like, oh, who knows? We'll see. All right, so I guess we can move on to the second story, and it's a really interesting one. Uh, it's basically about the Among Us sequel being canceled due to the game's popularity. So mm-hmm. the developer, Inner Sloth, has decided to cancel Among Us 2 and instead focus on expanding the content offered in Among Us, the first one. In a blog post, the developer wrote that the decision was made in response to a recent spike in popularity for the party survival game, uh, which has been downloaded over 41 million times in September alone, which is insane. Uh all of the content we had planned for Among Us 2 will instead go to Among Us 1 in Sloth rights. This is probably the more difficult choice because it means going deep into the core code of the game and reworking several parts of it. Uh, we have lots of things planned. We're excited to bring new content to everyone as you continue uh, to enjoy playing. So it basically seems like they finally got a super big established fan base and you know player base in a game mm-hmm. and the last thing they want to do right now is split that or splinter that by launching a new game with new people on and because not everybody's going to jump ship immediately obviously not everybody pays super close attention to every single you know developer announcement so naturally they're going to be like we need to go where the most players are and that's the first one so now is not the time for the sequel so have you played any among us no, because I see it's way more fun with friends, and yes, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't have friends. <laughs> um, but uh, it's you know I I've seen a little bit when it was very popular, and I was like, man, this game seems like I saw it before. Let alone I find out this game came out in 2018. Yeah, it's been was out its original release. So, and uh, I asked my brother who's into all this weird nonsense, and I think PewDiePie played it, and that's what really caused the spark. Gotcha. Which. I, I mean, it is what it is. So, I, you know, it's cool. I like that they're going back to the point where at first I was like, why would you cancel the sequel when it's so hot? And they're like, no, we're going to pretty much what we wanted to do in the sequel, we're going to try to put into one. And I wonder how different some of that stuff was. Is it going to just be, I, I know very little about Among Us, but is it going to be just like maps? And I know it's like the roles and who's fine, who's the imposter and killing people. So I just wonder how much changes and what exactly were they trying to do? And will that uh, you know, will that mess up the balance that you have now going back into the code? Uh, and hopefully it doesn't have an issue with that because, like, again, the game's been set in stone for two years practically. I'm sure he's had updates, but uh, hopefully they don't, you know, there's not a you know catastrophic bug when you're trying to mesh things up and rework things. But I have... I've had interest in getting Among Us, but then I'm like, I don't, I don't have enough people to play. And I know you can play with random people, and I'm like, but you got to do that meeting and talk on the mic. And I don't like to talk to people online. So, um, like, this game is definitely just not towards me right now. Maybe at some point I will. Maybe when it's winter and all my, I know all my, you know, the, my friends and family are home. And I know it's not that expensive either. So, but who knows? I will keep an eye on it, though. Yeah, I played uh, one match of it because uh, my girlfriend basically plays it religiously. So, oh, wow. Yeah, she plays it constantly. So I played like one or two games with her. It was it was fun. Like I I absolutely get the appeal of it. It's fun. It's simple. It, it's just a great formatted game. And so I I understand all the success for it. It's just really not my thing. Like I'm just not the super multiplayer guy. Mm-hmm. So like this the whole interacting with other players thing has just never really been my thing. At least if it has objectives, like I could probably play GTA with other people online and not do anything, and that's fine. But when there's objectives with other players, that's immediately where I'm just like, ah, eh, nah. 
So I like it a lot. Uh, I'm again, there's, and again, I'm not a coder, so them putting all this extra stuff into the first game, I don't know how this is ultimately going to pan out for them. I know there's certainly technical limitations of what an old build of a game could even handle. Uh, so hopefully they can make it work. But again, there's probably a lot more smarter people than me working on this game. So uh, I'm sure they won't do anything that will ultimately impede the game's ability to play with the mm -hmm. millions and millions of people they recently got to adopt the game. And also about the price thing, the good thing is, um, yeah, it's like, I believe, $5 on Steam, but you can play it for free on iOS and there's crossplay. It's on iOS? Yes. Oh, maybe I'll try it out there. Well, now that, I know, now that I know you guys can, well, that your girlfriend has it, I was like, well, maybe I will. I mean, I can chalk. I think I have Steam credits sitting in there and I can probably get the game free there too, so... Huh. Yep, I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. IOS. To, I'll have to check that out. Alright, so an announcement that I didn't see coming or even heard rumors of. Amazon Luna. And it's not just another Amazon Dot. So, Amazon announced today, well, when this story broke, a cloud gaming platform called Luna. The service will be available for an introductory price of $5.99 a month during its early access phase, which gives subscribers the ability to play Luna Plus channel games across two devices simultaneously and offers 4K 60 frames per second resolution for select titles. So, Amazon coming out of nowhere again with their random inventions. Cloud gaming service. Obviously, people had to compare this to xCloud and had to compare this to Stadia, RIP Stadia. And this one is like a weird crossbreed because this is not going to be the AAA titles you're thinking which Stadia kind of had going for. But it's also good in the fact that you have the $5.99 a month and you have access to a catalog of games. I just don't see where this is planning on landing and what's going to go on. What company is really going to make an exclusive Luna game? What I I just it just caught me super off guard by this. What what were your your thoughts about this? We haven't discussed this actually. Yeah, so we've known for quite a while that Amazon has been trying to break into the gaming space. Mm -hmm. And if you would ask me how that would have looked, I would have guessed something closer to Apple Arcade actually. Um if Amazon were to jump in, but it seems, yeah, they definitely went for the kind of Stadia model. But the interesting thing is it's structured in the way that we all thought that Stadia was going to be structured. So I'm curious what their end goal is going to be really, again, fighting against xCloud with an established plan base, uh, player base. It's going to be tough for them to, to break in and to really get a lot of uh, traction in this industry, especially as kind of like a new player in them. Um the, the only thing I could possibly think is maybe they could kind of be the market or market themselves as the kind of cheap alternative to have these kind of great experiences. So it's like, yeah, you can buy a console for, you know, hundreds of dollars and on top of that buy a whole bunch of games or even if you have a Game Pass subscription, that's $15 a month or whatever like that. But hey, if you come here $6 a month and you have access to all these different games, it could be maybe they can try to kind of lowball people and kind of be that lower, lower tier stuff. That's possible. Uh, I don't know if they want to market themselves like that. Uh, but as of right now, I'm, I'm going to kind of try to approach it the same way I kind of approach Stadia, which is like, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, <laughs> it I want to see the tech run. If it streams well, beautiful. I want to see people adopt it. Does anyone care? I don't know. Purple's cool, I guess. But literally, I, I watched the trailer. And it's like, you guys literally just released a trailer for something we just saw fail. Like, just yes. saw fail. Yep. It's like seeing somebody make like, an Ouya trailer in 2014. Like, we just saw what y'all did. 
So like, I, I have no faith in Luna just because uh, this model, we've seen this done kind of and, and flopped very recently. So I don't necessarily think Amazon's going to be the one to break it. But again, I could be wrong. And if they find a way to tie this in with like Prime and stuff like that and get this in front of the eyes of their, you know, millions and millions of users that use them every day, mm-hmm. maybe things can change. But uh, again, Google has millions and millions of users too and it doesn't seem like they could make it work so if google couldn't make it work i don't know if amazon's the one who can yeah i I just don't see i mean it'll be there for a little bit and i did sign up for early access uh beta testing or whatever just to see i'm like i'll 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 see what's it's gonna offer it doesn't seem like it's gonna be much Uh, everything about this seems like a copycat where it's like you're copying the whole stadia thing lowering the price and copying the xcloud with the sort of catalog you're copying you're copying the pro control no oh, yeah the I, control looks exactly like that it. identical like <laughs> you gave the little purple to accent it and the d-pad's different that's just because nintendo owns that copyright or that trademark so it's interesting to see i mean we'll keep our eye on it i'm sure this probably might be the last we ever speak of it unless it's a huge failure or like a surprise success i don't see us probably discussing luna much much more yeah, they just they either need real bangers of exclusives or they need to be the cheapest option to be able to play high quality experiences. I did see in some of the marketing they have the control there or something like that. Mm-hmm. So if if you guys are really able to pull that off and have games like Control on your platform for $6 a month and it plays well, then maybe I could see you guys pulling something off, but I don't know necessarily what their strategy is. Yeah, I don't either. I just don't see. I just don't. I just don't get it. I just don't get it, because I I know they had like I know they showed like Trials of Cold Steel and like Sonic and they actually had a picture of I think of like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm like, now you're getting bold. You're getting pretty bold, because that's gonna be a big game for you to try to stream basically. And I just don't. I don't see how that's gonna exactly work because they're prompting like mobile tablets and iPhones and stuff like that and we already know I Apple has this huge issue with you got to put up every single game separately so I don't know I don't see how they were able to figure out the issue that Xbox couldn't get done on iOS so we'll have to see how they how they actually come up to their promises yeah you raise a great point I didn't think about Apple but yeah they they could throw a wrench into all of this yeah so I mean again Microsoft couldn't get they could get it working it does work I did try I did play Halo on my phone once but the whole Apple wants them to do every single game uploaded separate oh, some weird nonsense just it's not gonna work when you have to get game after game after game and catalogs games coming in and out it's just that just doesn't it's not sustainable yeah okay so I guess we can move on to the next story which was one of the more controversial ones of the week a lot of people were kind of losing it about that yeah um insomniac has announced that a ps5 remaster of 2018 spider-man is coming but there's some interesting details surrounding it so it's not going to be sold as a standalone title it's going to be bundled in with the spider-man miles morales ultimate edition so to be clear this is a distinct independent game but it's being bundled with another game and that your ps4 copy of spider-man won't upgrade to this version Mm -hmm. so this is closer to the Call of Duty remasters being bundled with Infinite Warfare than some people are looking at, like, the Cyberpunk patch that's going to come on Xbox Series X. That's not the same thing here. 
So there's a lot of controversy. People are not really that happy about this. People seem to be fine with the idea of a remaster, but they're not feeling the idea that they can't upgrade to it, and they're not feeling the idea that it's not available as a standalone title. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about this? Yeah, so it, the whole situation is confusing. To me, it didn't personally do anything to me, because like, uh, we've, we've been talking. I'm not in the aspect right now to replay Spider-Man PS4. Obviously, a little bit closer to the sequel, we I probably would. And if Miles Morales wasn't launching this holiday, I, obviously I'd be more inclined to play Spider-Man again. But I'm like, so I'm going to get my Spider-Man fix with Miles Morales. I'm not going to get the Ultimate Edition, which brings the remaster. It's, I think what's more confusing is all the wording. Because, so if you bought Spider-Man at launch, like you and I did, we don't get the PS5 remaster version. But we can play it backwards compatible Just no on, upgrades, I guess. on the PS5 without the upgrades, without the trophy list. And I'm like, okay, because the PS5 remaster is going to have its own trophy list. And obviously it's probably going to come with the DLC and you get three special costumes or something like that, three exclusives. And um, so it's weird. What's the craziest thing to me, though, which doesn't make sense, if you buy Miles Morales on PS4, you do get a free upgrade to the PS5 version later on. So if you get Miles Morales on PS4, a few months later or whatever the holidays come, you get a PS5, you will get the Miles Morales PS5 upgrade. So it's definitely possible. I think for some reason they're trying to really shoehorn this Ultimate Edition, which is 20 bucks more, which is okay okay for a two-year-old game at the time with some fixes. But really, the only fixes I can understand is probably going to be the load times. But don't I get those load times when I put my PS4 copy into my PS5? I think more it's that nonsense that people are getting really upset about. At some point, they will sell Spider-Man Remastered. You, I guarantee it separately for 20 25 bucks. That will happen, especially right before Spider-Man 2. So I'm not sure why people are so upset. Are you really dying, dying to play Spider-Man right now? On Because the sales numbers show that most people played it. So it's like, are you guys really dying to play Spider-Man again when you're going to get Miles Morales, a brand new experience of bigger experience which is than people are expecting which is you know some of the stuff that's coming out i i get the uprise i think you guys just have to wait by the time people actually are going to want to play this remaster it'll be out a la carte or maybe they will even reverse their decision and offer the free upgrades for whatever who knows i was confused on this whole nonsense just because of how confusing they were making it you guys are confusing people and getting us upset not really the actual product and process. Yeah, the biggest thing I take issue with is just the bundling, really. Um, if you want to do a remastered definitive edition with all the DLC and sell it separately, that's I have no issue with that. Um, if people want to buy that, that's beautiful, cool, upgrades, no problem. I don't like uh, the bundling, though. Allow people to purchase games in the form they want to purchase them. And just forcing people... Again, it's the same thing we saw with Activision with the Call of Duty. And it's like... Yeah let people play it like if they don't want to buy that right now it's fine trust me miles morales is not going to be hurting for sales so i don't i don't feel like you need to like no no one's going to see the the definitive edition of the first one and see miles morales and be like well i only want to play this one i only want to play the old ps4 remaster not miles morales with all the crazy ps5 graphics like come on guys like Mm-hmm. and they're obviously going to do it at some point it's just like why yeah. delay this i don't understand why they why they would go about it this way call of duty did it later on yeah we're, we're to the point where you physically get a physical call of duty remastered 
disc on yes. PlayStation and Xbox. So it's like you went to the point that not even digitally you guys released it. You released it physical. So it's, it's going to happen. Nonsense. It's all going to happen. I think it's just, yeah, it's marketing. And in a time where people are so skeptical, people were so upset about the PS5 pre-orders, they just wanted every reason to jump on to uh, beat Sony up a little bit. And it's kind of in the same favor of Xbox where people are doing the same. I think it's just people need to calm down a little bit. You're going to get what you want. Just Just wait it out a little bit. Speak with yeah. your wallet, too. Don't buy the Ultimate Edition, then. Yeah, we're just in a really weird place right now of transition, where we've seen this at other times in, in the game industry before, like, especially when we're talking about, like, those digital uh, online passes. You remember the multi-plat... Uh, yep. The password things uh, during the PS3 era? And it's just a weird transitionary period where, like, developers and publishers are trying to find the best way to monetize a new idea, and the fan base is not feeling it, and... We'll see ultimately how things are play out. It's just they, they need some time to figure things out. And I knew the moment that they were talking about the fact that the PS4 generation certainly was the generation of a lot of remasters. And then on top of that, going into PS5, we're having pretty much seamless backwards compatibility with the previous generation. And this is the first time we've kind of bumped into those two things at the same time where you're going to have backwards compatibility and remastered editions. And how do you navigate that? It's going to be weird. It's going to be uncomfortable. I knew there was going to be issues. Uh, but I would yep. imagine soon mm-hmm. enough, it, somebody's going to get it really right, and it's going to rectify itself. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just one of those things that we're just going to have to wait out because I don't feel like anyone really knows exactly how to tackle this. Yeah, that, that's exactly that's That's the perfect way to wrap it up. We just have to wait and see. And, guys, just play Miles Morales at launch. Just, just yeah. play that. Just don't worry about it. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the, I mean, it's the it's the news that broke the gaming world out there. So let's get into it. Microsoft bought out and acquired Bethesda and Zenimax. So in a mind-blowing announcement, Microsoft has announced that they have acquired Zenimax and by proxy Bethesda. The deal apparently cost them upwards of seven point five billion dollars, which is. That number still just <laughs> makes me laugh and, and just takes my breath away for a moment. Um, so now, even though Bethesda will officially be a part of Xbox Game Studios, it has it runs as its own division, maintaining leadership. And Phil Spencer made clear that where they're like, yes, they're ours now, but they're kind of going to still do their own thing. So it's really, really interesting. But uh, obviously, there's a lot that plays into this. This is not just buying one company. You're telling me this is... Bethesda came along with everything, so it was Zenimax, Bethesda, uh, Machine Machine Gun, right? Those are the guys who does Wolfenstein. Uh, Machine Games, yeah. Machine Games, sorry. Uh, you know, id Software, all these, everybody, the whole Bethesda family is now under the Xbox umbrella. So, though you know they they were really weird about it at first, but then everyone was coming out talking about it. All the Bethesda heads, you know, Phil Spencer came out and was talking about it as well as well, and Pete Hines, Todd Howard. They were all were like, listen, yes, they're our parent company now, but we're still rolling the same way we were doing. So this is an acquisition under no circumstance I could have guessed. Under no circumstance did this leak. I don't know how that we got pictures of the internal Xbox leaked and controls and the naming and all that stuff was leaking. And nobody was able to leak that Bethesda and Microsoft were in talks for a not just a partnership to acquire them like obviously i think this whole covid thing kind of helped it out because they were probably doing all this stuff over video calls and and zooms so it was very hush hush nobody saw them walking around 
but this is such an amazing get for Xbox and this is obviously marketing because this announcement broke the day before pre-orders if I was completely yeah. correct the day before Xbox pre-orders go out that everybody knew the pre-orders were going out to the time you announced that you get Bethesda you know Xenomax and Bethesda all those IPs are now under the Xbox umbrella what did you think when you saw this because this, it caught me so off guard that I, I ref- sat there and stared at it for a minute because I didn't believe it yeah, I mean, at first my immediate thought was like, I'm like, really? Like that, that Bethesda, I, I, I just, Bethesda's so big that I wouldn't have thought that they would be acquired by literally anybody. If anything, I felt like they would be acquiring people. Um, and then as I read more and they made it clear that like the structure and the leadership is all going to remain intact and that they're not suddenly going to be like, you know, Microsoft being like, okay, scrap all those projects. You're going to work on this, this, this now that's not the case i'm like okay this is actually a pretty great thing and i think both sides can really benefit from this uh 7.5 bill like i mean i see you microsoft i didn't know y'all had that even to throw around so good for you that's big money yeah uh and i guess the only question i have now is now essentially bethesda and specifically bethesda game studios and obsidian are under the same parent company which is peculiar because then that means also we're gonna have Outer Worlds and Starfield under the same parent company. We're also going to have Skyrim and uh, Obsidian's upcoming game Avowed under the same company, which, as you know, is kind of like a first-person medieval spellcasting. It looks like Skyrim. Skyrim, yeah. So it's kind of a weird place where now they have like kind of two teams that kind of do the same thing, and I wonder how that's going to work. And I'm like, does this make... A new Vegas two more or less likely? I don't know to be honest with you, uh, but no, I thought I thought that was really interesting that they Microsoft had an interest in getting both Bethesda and Obsidian. So good for them. Uh, it's just so interesting seeing Microsoft nag up all these teams. They're snagging up everybody, but at the same time, they're not really interested in exclusives. So it, it's a very interesting that they're really just interested in kind of boosting Game Pass and then including as much as possible. They have that deal with EA coming. Now everything Bethesda is going to be on Game Pass. So they're trying to have as much stuff that uh, stays on Game Pass so it doesn't have that monthly turnaround like a lot of the other third-party games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're just so the amount of things that are going to go on Game Pass and stay on Game Pass are just increasing and increasing and increasing. And it seems like that's their main focus rather than kind of building a family of studios like Sony has to release first-party exclusives. So it's a different strategy. It's obviously costing them a lot, but the returns can be astronomical if they play their cards right. I'm curious to see if, like, in a couple of years, if this works out for both, and is like, is Bethesda and Microsoft still going to be happy with each other? I don't know. So I mean, ultimately, I think this is pretty industry shakeup, like big. I saw a whole bunch of people being like, okay, now Sony, you have to buy all this, and you got to buy this, and you got to buy this, and it's like, I don't know if PlayStation's necessarily in the same place where they're trying to like buy up every single team like the way microsoft is they're they're in in many ways kind of playing catch up but at the same time establishing a new technique during this kind of uh phil spencer era yeah for sure and this is something we've been talking about for a while where like microsoft knew prior to this new generation prior to the series generation that they needed to make big moves and game pass was a big move and the way they worked on exclusives and all our exclusives they want are going to be on game pass and peace they're doing all these big moves and then they save a titan move and like hey we now have bethesda is under a gun and 
the fact that I never have to pay, I, I know I pay for Game Pass, I never have to pay for a Bethesda game again, and just day one, play it on Game Pass, makes me feel better because the last couple Bethesda things have been very uh, messy, obviously. So Fallout 76-2 is going to be fantastic now. Um, <laughs> 76-2. No, but it, you know it's going to be exciting because now, you know, this is not even something we have to wait that long for. October 1st, Doom Eternal is on Game Pass. Doom Eternal is on yeah. Game Pass October 1st. And that game is, you know, absolutely fantastic. I absolutely loved it. We played tons of it. We talked about it on here all, you know, right at the start of the lockdown, it came out. So it was perfect. But for people who haven't been able to get it but has Game Pass, it's going to be there. And you, the whole game. And from what we see, you know, most of their first party stuff never leaves Game Pass. And now this is first party. So it's just absolutely crazy to see that. I'm really excited to see the backlog of things that's going to come to it and you know stay on game pass so it's super exciting like you were saying so crazy to see that obsidian and and bethesda who rumors were for a long time they kind of had bad blood or there were some issues there but again those people may not even be there they even tweeted i think someone tweeted at obsidian they're like well so you guys could technically work on a fallout game right and i think obsidian tweeted out like a i don't know gesture or whatever it was so I doubt that. I highly doubt we're going to get New Vegas 2 or whatever it is. They have Outer Worlds now. They have their other games. I doubt we'll see that. But you never know. With this many people, with this many teams, and with the whole Xbox army that's there, you can get a lot of cross-help, a lot of cross-company you know, company games now. And it's just incredible to think. But my goodness, 7.5. I keep looking at that number. That's more than what Disney paid for Star Wars. And it's yeah. just... And Star Wars is Star Wars, guys. Despite what you think of the movies, that's a huge licensing. That's almost, I think, double what Disney paid. Disney, you know? So it's absolutely ridiculous. But it's such an exciting time because that pushed me to be like, oh, I got to get an Xbox reserve tomorrow. When this news broke, immediately I was like, I got to get an Xbox Series pre-order tomorrow. And that's that's what really pushed me to the point where I was like, I need that because... With those two, I will be more than set for the next couple years on everything I need. And kind of one aspect of Microsoft's strategy that's pretty much going underlooked, and I'm not sure if this is a record at this point, but they're about to be one of the first, at least that I've noticed, uh, publishers or game makers able to get four generations of compatibility on a machine. Yeah, it's gonna a, be awesome. a lot of them. I'm I'm trying to think like Nintendo hasn't really done that. Not that many generations. They've had Virtual Console if you want to count that. Um, but and then PlayStation certainly has the closest that they've gotten was the PlayStation Three. Obviously, that played one, two, and three. But obviously, mm-hmm. they took that out later. Uh, but going forward to Xbox, I mean, the Xbox Series X will be able to play original Xbox games. Now, again, keep in mind limited compatibility. There are lists online, but there are all the major launch you know xbox games you'll be able to play xbox 360 xbox one and now going forward to whatever series x games are so i mean that that that's worthy of you know commending them for too is that they were able to really master backwards compatibility in a way that and again we're talking about putting discs into your machine and that kind of unlocks a key so that that that's worth of you know worthy of commending because not a lot of people are able to do that and even playstation's made it clear that that's not something they're doing or not not necessarily that they're not interested in but they weren't able to get that work at least for launch and hey microsoft was so 
with all, with all the critiques that you can have from Microsoft, they, they were able to, uh, and on top of Game Pass and all these different things, master backwards compatibility. Yeah, I mean, it's such a... Xbox, again, that's what I'm saying. Xbox is just really set up for, you know, success. Will they outbeat Sony? I don't know, but I don't think that's what they want to do. They obviously want to outbeat what they did with Xbox One, and I think they're more than set up for that, and I think pre-orders speak that. Um, you know, one thing we haven't talked about exactly is what does this mean for Bethesda games coming to PlayStation systems? Yeah, um, and, yeah. and it's a mix because we still have two exclusive PlayStation console games from Bethesda, which is Deathloop and Ghostwire, I think, right? Ghostwire. Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, that's and, um, yeah. And and Deathloop, which are console exclusives, which is weird because now they're gonna fall under Xbox to be published, and it's not the first time Xbox has published stuff on Sony. Minecraft is on there. The other Minecraft Dungeons is on there. So it's not like the wildest thing to see them do that. I don't know what that means going forward. I do not see under any circumstance that Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be a console exclusive to Xbox. Yeah, I don't I think, think so. I, I just, Bethesda's going to be like, listen, yo, look at the numbers. Look at what we sell on Skyrim every time you release it on every microwave and fridge. We need this on PlayStation as well. It's same with Fallout. I don't see, I do see some exclusives coming to it. So, you know, if there ever is another Dishonored, that would probably be smart to keep it exclusive. I just think the big guys, Star, Starfield, I'm like mixed where I'm like, that would be smart. If you can make it look really good and keep that exclusive would be smart. But like Elder Scrolls is just such an IP where you want that everywhere and people are going to buy it. Same with Fallout, keep it everywhere. And you're going to buy it. And they really talked about it saying they're going to look at it case by case. So we're going to see Microsoft Bethesda games on PlayStation systems. Which ones? We have to wait and see. Like they said, case by case. And we're probably going to keep seeing them coming to Switch. Uh, Microsoft and Switch have, uh, and Nintendo have had a good partnership for a while. We got Cuphead over there and all these other things. Even though that's not a first party, but you know Ori, which is Xbox, yeah. is over there. Minecraft is over there. Doom is over there. Doom Eternal is supposed to come over there at some point. Um, and let's, I don't know that what's going on. I don't know what's going on with that one because uh, the other Doom could barely run on it. So I don't know what's going on with Doom Eternal. You know, but we never got like the Fallout Four port that was rumored for a long time. Seventy Six was obviously never, could not run on Switch. It couldn't run on well, it couldn't run on consoles now. But so it's such a weird time, and unfortunately, we don't have the answers. And they're being smart with the marketing. They're, they're smart with their PR. That's one thing Microsoft and the Bethesda guys can sometimes control their tongue, where they're like, "It's a case by case thing. We'll see when we get there." Yeah, if I had to make a guess, I doubt this affects exclusivity at all. Um, for two reasons. One thing, obviously, Bethesda has full control of the creative and ge- general development side, and they don't, they don't seem like they're necessarily going to be in a position to be financed by Microsoft as well. So I, I don't see why in any position that's going to be something they make that call for. Also, it doesn't seem that Microsoft has even made that demand of their own teams, to be honest. Uh, again, they seem like we just want to boost our own offerings, not necessarily control where other people play things. And Phil Spencer said that many times. He wants people to play what they want, whenever they want, wherever they want. And uh, I think that's just going to trickle down to Bethesda. And that's why I think they're a great fit is that Bethesda is known for putting everything everywhere and allowing people to play. If anything, I see maybe exclusive DLC type drops and stuff like that. So if mm-hmm. there's some kind of you know online thing where it's like we're going to add different kind of suits for Fallout or something like that, whatever the next Fallout game is, maybe Xbox gets that first, for example. 
but generally speaking, I think everybody exclusivity in Xbox it doesn't seem like something that they're particularly interested in. And if anything, it's probably going to take the form of a timed exclusive. Yeah, and again, this is something that's been even prior to this. I mean, remember the you know there was the conversations they had, even though they ignore it now, but that at one point they were going to even discuss putting Halo on PlayStation. And if they were yeah. going to do that with that title, they're going to do that with something that's it's weird because that even though Bethesda is now Xbox, I'm never going to see it that way because of how independently they're going to act. Yeah. So you know it's interesting, and everyone asking you know oh wh- who is Sony going to buy out? For Sony to make a purchase of this size. It'd have to be a major company, and none of those companies are for sale. I, I don't know how they were able to convince. Well, I mean, seven point five billion is an easy way to convince somebody to sell yeah. the company, but uh, you know, who's? I don't think Sony needs to. They're in bed with so many people. Yeah, they keep throwing know. around Sega. They keep throwing around. I see. They it, keep but. throwing around Sega. What's what's what are they gonna do with Sega? I uh, you know and again we love you know we love I know you love Sega, but I, I, yeah, yeah, I know I love Sega. I got my little Sonic hat right here. Twenty twenty. What. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm surprised Nintendo hasn't purchased Sega. And, that would make sense. But, you know, they're very in bed together, and they don't control games. You know, Sony has really gotten back into bed with Square. I mean, console exclusive, way over there. So it's like, I don't think they need to because they have these really solid relationships with these games to get console exclusives. I mean, it would have almost even made more sense if Sony bought Bethesda because they had these two big exclusives, <laughs> which are still being published. So it's just like... I don't think Sony needs to. I know everyone's jumping to Konami. Sony does not want to buy Konami's day spas, all right? They, I get them, people wanting the IP, but Konami's just not releasing the IP. I mean, they just... Yeah, Konami's they, a bigger company than I think a lot of people understand. Yeah, I understand they want... They're thinking, Metal. you know, they're not going anywhere just because, you know, as of yesterday or the day before, Konami just republished Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 on PC, so... They're not selling the IP. They may be in bed with this rumored Silent Hill game that's not real, obviously, because it hasn't been a, uh, come hasn't come to fruition. Nothing's leaked. Same with the whole Metal Gear Solid One remake. That's obviously not going to be a thing because they just published Metal Gear Solid One, so that's what that renewed license was. So it's just who else is who else is there to buy that's available to be purchased? There's no one. Nobody's nobody's selling right now. So why would they sell? You know, but the, the, again, the Bethesda one is just such a weird stretch that this has to be in, in talks for so long to convince these people to give up and not even give up too much because they're really just there under the umbrella. They're going to roll the same way they've been rolling. So it's such a weird situation, and I don't think Sony's going to come back with a purchase. Yeah, I mean, if PlayStation was sitting there and they're like, we saw that Xbox bought Bethesda, we need to outdo them. The problem is when you jump to Bethesda level and you're talking about, you know, $7.5 billion, you know, acquisitions that puts you yeah you're gonna have to buy something like a square enix you're gonna have to probably buy something like an ea and those are just astronomically big super expensive companies that is just so out of the range of literally anyone and they're just they're also just not they'd be burning money for nothing they're not in trouble you know like if ea was in trouble and then sony wants to come and scoop up from our knowledge bethesda was not in trouble like we don't know that these are all healthy companies for the most part yeah i mean sony's just and then the size of the company i mean xbox now has like what 23 first party studios including with everybody bethesda brought over i think so i mean who no one is is of that size thq nordic they're gonna buy sony's not gonna buy thq nordic guys come on so it's, it's SpongeBob and all those, Seats, and just, they're not gonna do it because that that company's straight up just always gonna release games everywhere. So who knows if Sony will come back with anything? I doubt it. 
They may do a purchase later on, but it won't be of that size. Blue Point is a good guess. I don't know what's going on. They have not. A Blue Point might just not want to be purchased, but Blue Point at this point is pretty much a first party studio for them. Yeah. So I guess we can move on to the last story of the week, which is a big one that I kind of bumped into on uh, as I was kind of surfing on GameSpot, and I found a cool story. So according to a GamesBeat ru- uh, report, a rumored Mass Effect trilogy remastered bundle, supposedly known as the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, will launch early 2020 and instead of this October, which I guess was originally rumored. Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition was spotted earlier this month via a Portuguese game retailer listing. According to people familiar with development, Bioware and publisher Electronic Arts are holding off on releasing the bundle because of the original game, Mass Effect, according to GamesBeat sources, currently not living up to the quality in the rest of the package. Uh, They go on to say it's based on graphical and gameplay differences between Mass Effect and Mass Effect 2. Releasing the bundle uh, without paying ample attention to the original game's mechanics and visuals would make a poor first impression for new players. Neither Bioware nor EA have publicly commented uh, on the matter. Also, according to the rumor, multiplayer modes will not be included, but all the DLC for the Mass Effect games will. So this is a really interesting one. Uh, As you know, I've recently actually played Mass Effect, I think like last year or something like that, the entire trilogy. So I am fairly familiar of how they are, you know, in their original forms to play now. Uh, And yeah, there is a pretty stark difference between the performance of Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2 and 3. So I understand probably what they're saying. This is this collection's a no-brainer. It's just tough to tell with EA. They they don't always go and re-release things at EA. Mm. So it, it's really hard to tell about whether this is going to happen or not. But if in the event that they finally do announce it, I wouldn't be surprised at all because this is a collection that they, I mean, people have been asking for a long time. But it seems like if they want to do this, they're going to have to give Mass Effect the mafia treatment and probably remake it. To be honest. Yeah, and that's what it seems like. So this this collection's been rumored for a long time, been leaked for a long time. You know, it's always Amazon, Portugal, Amazon, France, someone like that is always leaking it. Uh, even uh, Corey Barlog from uh, they've even tweeted about it. Like finally, it's gonna, it's gonna come because he wants it. So it's like it's obviously coming. I'm glad that it's starting to come up more. But they're like, listen, we're just we're really trying to fix up the first one because I have the trilogy on PC and two and three look great. But obviously, one is very rough. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of there's no textures and a lot of things. A lot of things are playing because of how old the game is. So obviously, if they're giving it that mafia treatment or at least some of that amping up, because it does that that game would look very bad on on new consoles. But it's it's surprising we haven't seen it yet because I feel like this is something that's been in development for a while. You think they would have done this prior to. Andromeda, but obviously because of how bad and not you know how bad Andromeda was, but uh, they didn't want to outshine themselves. But it's time because Mass Effect really needs a win. They've been quiet for so long. EA and Bioware with Anthem not being the new Mass Effect that they wanted it to be is just you need this to kind of win people back a little bit. But you also want to do it right. So if, if it's just not working, they're not going to just release it. Hope because they know better <laughs> to just release a busted up game especially of this caliber of this ip that people absolutely love so i it makes sense uh a lot of this other information that's coming out makes a lot of sense too where they're like all the dlc will be all the dlc will be in it but the multiplayer will not that's fine the bioshock collection did the same thing for bioshock 2 they removed the multiplayer because it was garbage and so that's not a surprise to see when these remaster collections come out they're like ah we removed the multiplayer it's the same if sony ever did release like resistance or the Killzone 
series all again. The multiplayer would obviously be stripped out because why even waste your time? The only issue I, is that because of Mass Effect 3 probably and the fact that to get the best ending you need to play the multiplayer mode. So they would have to play around a little bit with that. Yeah, so again, maybe that's what's taking so long is they're really trying to rework re- it so it's like you just play the three games and that's yeah. it. And maybe they're having issues with the small things of like, because you can move one character through your whole, you know, system. I always play as, as the female shepherd. Maybe yeah, that's it an issue. Over, yeah. yeah, so maybe they're having an issue with that, especially because this is always leaking on the current gens and Switch. And it's like, I don't know how that's going to work. And it's not the weirdest thing because Mass Effect 3 was a launch title for Wii U. Um, it was terrible. Oh, yeah, it, was. it was terrible. <laughs> I, I never thought about that. I remember getting Wii U. I'm like, oh cool, I'll get the three Mass Effects, and they're like, no, just Mass just Effect. The third one. Just the third one's available, and I was like, such a weird choice. I just man. looked at my Wii U. I was like, God, I hate this system. <laughs> Why would you just do three? I don't understand. I just, you know, it makes no sense, and I was like, you know, it's just they've always been weird with it. Remember, Mass Effect One didn't come to PS3 until yeah, after, time, yeah. until they did a, oh, another bundle. They did a trilogy bundle years it's after the one I have, yeah. three. Yeah, it's like. Why is it so difficult? That's why I ended up getting the, the whole trilogy on PC like a year ago for like eight bucks. So, oh, oh, so amazing. I just I'm not in dire need of it. It would be convenient to have it on the new systems, but we'll have to just wait and see. Eventually, this has to be announced and shown off a little bit to get to get us rolling with this. You know, they really just need Mass Effect back in a sense. Yeah, and it seems like if they ever want to do like a proper new sequel, whether that to be Andromeda, whether that be to the original trilogy or whatever, they they need to clean up a little bit and kind of reestablish some good goodwill and good faith in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, Andromeda was just such a bad look for them. But people still got a lot of love for the franchise, so releasing kind of the trilogy and kind of cleaning things up, and it's like, hey guys, you remember these ones? You love these ones? And people are like, oh yeah, we do love these ones. Well, here's a new one that would put them in a much better position and mm-hmm. it's kind of like what they did with crash for example where it's like coming after all those ps2 and ps3 weird crash games they've released their original collection they clean yep. it up they have reestablished good faith in it here comes crash 4 now everybody loves it because if they didn't do the crash collection they just dropped crash 4 i don't think it would go over nearly as well so sometimes you got to clean up the floor a little bit before you know you put the table down you know yeah, absolutely true. That's why I keep I'm convinced that in a year or two we're gonna get another spiral game because they did the same thing with the spiral collection. Oh so, my god, don't tease me. <laughs> I'm forgetting Crash Four, which is always weird because Crash that's like next week or something. Yeah, that's actually very soon. I gotta see that. I don't know. Yeah, if it's I like October fourth or something crazy like that. that. Really close. I know it's because it's very close to Star Wars Squadron, and I'm yes. like, ah, oh, I can only get one. And I'm like, Let's motion see. sickness, the game for me. I want that <laughs> game so bad, but I don't think I'll be able to play. It. I need a demo or something. I think I'm gonna get it physical on Xbox One, and says there's no and it's series optimized, whatever. So you can borrow it, maybe. So you yeah. can test it out at least. We'll see. Because I'm like, I'm. That's a game that I'm surprised that we didn't get a. We didn't get a beta for that. I'm like, you guys give betas for everything. You didn't give us a beta for that. So it's. I'm worried. So I'm gonna wait for reviews. But because I love me some Star Wars, but I know like the whole cockpit fighting thing. There's no way that goes well for me. I mean, I'm about to throw mm-hmm. up playing Last of Us. So I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Okay, so I guess we can move into the loose the loose topic this week, mm-hmm. and this one's gonna be a really interesting one. So. We secured our pre-orders. We know the date they're launching. We know the launch 
titles for these consoles so we're, we're moving into the next gen right now and uh we're gonna do some early next gen predictions so for some examples like could xbox regain its lead and outsell the ps5 this time kind of like they did with the 360 and yes i know the 360 ultimately got outsold but that was for other different factors uh for example will the switch be able to compete be without a major overhaul because again the switch was competing against the ps4 and the xbox one but now they're gonna the switch is gonna be going up against consoles uh with running things pretty natively at 4k so it's going to make switch ports a lot more difficult to do so what are your thoughts about uh next gen what are some of your predictions how do you think things are going to play out how about digital gaming and in relation to physical gaming so yeah a lot of this a couple months i would have been in a completely different boat where i would have said physical games aren't going anywhere and sony's got this in the bag obviously complete change because i think you know, the whole corona and the COVID and the lockdown and quarantine has really shown people it's not that terrible to buy games digital. It, it showed me that because I'm always, and I know it showed you a little bit too, where we were like, just no, I want to own the physical game. It makes it easier. But as soon as we weren't allowed to get those games physical, and it really started with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Okay. I want to say it was Final Fantasy VII Remake for me because that was that was a game that was like I want that game physical and I did end up getting it physical later on. But on release date, Amazon wasn't shipping it to me. The games were starting to leak everywhere. Square was like I can't control it, and I was like I can't just not have this on day one, especially during quarantine where it's like I have the most time to play this. I you and my other friend who are the only two people I really talk to we're gonna get it digital on release date. It's like. I can't do it. So I bit the bullet and I had no problem doing it for it. And it slowly just kept going where it's like, I can't go get this game. Amazon wasn't guaranteeing it. All right. I bought a digital super good sale. I bought a digital. So to the point where like everything on switch, I pretty much get digital. And that's even from the get go. Cause I hate carrying those little chips. And it's so this next gen, I think we're going to see a, and we, we already know this because Sony and Microsoft are both releasing a completely digital console. And, and, you know, this is the second time Xbox has done this, so they must have had good numbers. But Sony, at the point, was like, they must have seen such a spike in digital sales where they're like, we can release a digital-only console for cheaper, make it up on the back end. So when it comes to that section, physical games will slowly start going away. They're going to start being a little bit more scarce to get. And I think... People aren't going to be that big of a deal. Because they're like, why would I pay $120 for this limited edition game when I can just get the digital? It's the exact same thing. So that's something that I didn't think was going to change just yet. But obviously, these guys are way ahead of us. Way, way ahead of us where they know digital is pretty much the way to do it. And obviously, me really starting to get into the PC gaming, there is... I mean, you can get physical games on PC. If you're it, a weirdo. If yeah. you're weird, if you're weird about that, I don't know what. I don't even have a disc drive in my PC. Well, where am I going to put that disc? So it doesn't make sense. So that's always something that changed. A few months ago, I would have told you guaranteed PS5, especially after the PS5 announcement. I'm like, PS5's got this in the bag. Microsoft comes out swinging with just the between XCloud, the Game Pass getting sweeter, EA Play. You know that relationship relationship being folded in. It's going to be fantastic. The whole Bethesda purchase, Xbox being so just friend, like friendly, like they're there again. They're like, listen, here's our new system. It's gonna be nice and strong. Play games there. If not, play games on your old system. If not, play games on your phone. We don't care. <laughs> don't want to purchase the game? Here's a monthly subscription. 
for 15 bucks a month and they've done they've just done everything consumer friendly wise that i never expected them to do because in you know in our eyes that doesn't make money i don't know the whole streaming thing i don't know how it works but they're really becoming such a force where that gap is going to be way closer sony's still going to be sony they're going to have their hard-headedness they are going to have the ip to back it up but we see them people really you know scrutinizing sony last year if they would have said anything about this whole Spider-Man remaster situation wouldn't have been a big deal, but my goodness, people are really blowing it up just because Xbox is looking so good. So that gap, which I thought was going to be ridiculous, is going to be way closer. I mean, they convinced me, and I was super over like, why would I need an Xbox Series? To now, I'm like, you know, like I just said, I was getting nervous that I wasn't going to get one, and I really wanted one. Um, so it's just such a weird situation where I think Xbox will regain its. I don't know if it will gain its lead. I don't know if it's gonna. Unless PlayStation has like a botched system, which I doubt, but um, it's definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with again, and it's almost going to be a new generation of console wars in a sense where Microsoft's got a lot of stuff in its arsenal now, so Sony's really got to be careful and really got to be paying attention. So the console wars kind of back, and I I hate it, and I'm happy about it too because competition really breeds excellence. So. Yeah. Coming to Switch with a major, what it's really going to do in this generation, I don't even know. We're obviously going to get a, another model of Switch, you know, because I know the Lite was just a cheaper model. No yeah. dock, no nothing like that. We obviously have to get a stronger model of a Switch. I don't know how they're going to market it. I don't know how that works. Like we were saying, third party is helping Switch sell. But to the fact that, I mean, where is Doom Eternal on Switch? Uh, I mean, where is it? Because it's going to come out for 60 bucks on Switch. And why would you do that when you can get a better version on Game Pass? You know, it's 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 in a really weird situation where it's like, what's going on with them? They haven't had many titles this year. They had Origami King that was okay, and they have a few other little things. I know I know Smash sells really well. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing, which God, if we had the digital numbers on that, would probably be the best-selling game. Like <laughs> crazy He's, amount. I'm sure it easily is. But yeah, Call of Duty is probably going to only be the only thing that outsells it. Yeah, it's I mean it's selling call, almost Call of Duty numbers just physically, so I can only imagine digital because that we all got that. Dig- I don't know anyone who got that game physical. Um, yeah, Amazon wasn't shipping nothing back then. Uh, no, they were not going. No, they were shipping toilet paper only, and that was it. <laughs> so it's such a weird situation. I think they need a strong either. They really need to come out swinging with some IPs and some good collections and a, a virtual console and all this stuff. I know they're not going to give us. Um, to really either stick with it or they really start to start flexing like hey we need to start giving a little bump up a little power but even then you got to be careful with splitting your splitting your fan base so how do you really see next gen rolling and all these there's just so many moving parts it's not like anything we've seen before it's not like all three are just launching a new system it's not like the original sega nintendo console wars and it's really not like the xbox ps2 and gamecube console war either we're in such a weird situation now yeah, well, I mean, looking at next gen, obviously PlayStation has the advantage of just coming forward with so much momentum of the PS4 selling, you know, well over 100 million units. I mean, it's killing it. So naturally, they're going to be in a really good place to sell consoles this time. But as previous generations have shown, uh, gamers can be very fickle and things can switch on you really, really quick. I mean, hey, the, it went from the Wii to the Wii U. Just look at the sales differences. I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. about a, over 100 million to like less than 20 million so things can switch on you really fast with small screw-ups here and there uh 
So I could say that, yeah, Xbox is making a lot of great choices that could put them in a position to win. But the only thing is PlayStation hasn't screwed up yet. Uh, and the fact that both of them, I could confidently say, are going into this generation doing the right thing, which wasn't the case last time, where it's like PlayStation 4 was doing all the right communication and Xbox was really worrying me about the whole Call of Duty TV, TV sports, Call of Duty TV sports. <laughs> like, that was really concerning at that point. And so it's been a really long time since we've seen all three of them really in a really great place doing what they need to do the only problem nintendo is having right now is that yeah there's going to be a there's always a power differential between what nintendo does and what xbox and playstation does because they're kind of fighting different wars um but i don't know if there's ever been a gap as big as it's about to be once next gen comes out I don't know how long that gap is going to stick there, but the difference between 4K and 720p, now we're talking about a massive difference in quality. And mm-hmm. there's only so much developers can do to make their game scalable. Fortnite is going to run fine. That's no big deal. Some of the EA stuff is fine. Some of these things are very scalable. Bethesda even has some really awesome engines that they scale things on. But you're going to start bumping into problems beyond that. The indie developer scene is going to be there. Obviously, they're going to support their first party. But you're going to have trouble when a lot of these big 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 games are coming out these triple a games come out and a switch port is not even in the cards this is not even in the discussion because they wouldn't even be able to run the freaking title screen on the switch um and so that's going to be an issue and nintendo i'm sure is well aware of that and again i know they're not really interested in getting in the power game but there's naturally technical constraints that they need to put their devs in the best position to be able to have their games in as many places as possible and you don't want yourself to be in the place where these people are running, you know, these insane games, and you offer them a chicken nugget to run it on. Like, it's just not going to work. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to work. And again, I love, love, love the Switch. But there are limitations to that. It's a handheld device, and they're going to have to figure out something within the next few years. I don't think it's something they have to figure out now or even next year. But it's going to be an issue when people start really taking advantage of the capabilities of this hardware and PC gets stronger. These new RTX cards are out. Uh, and those are doing insane things. And then naturally, it, it, you, you can only stretch the Switch so far. And I know Nintendo's aware of that. So hopefully they can figure out a solution to that. Uh, but yeah, Xbox regaining its lead. I think if anything, we're poised right now to have a real competition for the first time in, I mean, well over a decade. Where both companies are in a very healthy spot. They're both listening to what their fans want and responding. And... Uh, that's a great position to be and this is probably going to be the one where we see the closest sales where it's going to be going yeah. a little bit back and forth i wouldn't be surprised if at some point during this generation xbox is outselling playstation but then it rebounds in the other direction and playstation's outselling xbox it's going to go back and forth and back and forth depending on you know how the games are ultimately it's going to come down to games so xbox is finally going to show us what their game studio family can really do once everything is there so the coalition is going to be there the initiative is going to be there you know everybody's going to be firing on all cylinders and playstation is going to keep doing their first party output and i feel like this is going to be the first time where we're going to really see what xbox is capable of fully in competition with what playstation is capable of because the last generation we didn't really get that uh and yeah naturally xbox looked kind of nuts when playstation would have three major first party exclusives a year and then you know throughout the generation xbox was like here's a halo here's a gears here's a forza game pass and then other than that it was kind of quiet and so it's good that uh 
they're going to be in a position now to really release some high quality stuff that'll be able to compete with them now that they have uh, ninja theory you're going to get that that hellblade experience that's going to look really nice to to the ecosystem you know what i mean where like microsoft's going to have some really high quality triple a experience that is not going to resonate with everybody but certainly is going to have its fan base not to mention if you don't have that upfront investment because of game pass it's going to but it's going to boost the player base like crazy so I'm excited about this generation because I haven't seen everybody ready for the next generation like this. I mean, probably what since the PS2 generation, maybe where Xbox was first jumping in and yeah. and Nintendo made some mistakes with the N64, so they jumped in with the GameCube and they had Melee, you know, off rip and that that was probably the last time I felt like you had all three of these guys like really in a good place. And Microsoft obviously was in a weird place then because they just jumped in, but they did really really good for somebody who just jumped into there. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm really excited about this generation. I think this is going to be the generation of really healthy competition for the first time. And then naturally they can unite to squash Stadia and Luna. So yeah, Stadia. I just, man, I can't wait to this be, I, how do you shut down Stadia? Like how does Google go about being like, Hey, we're shutting this down. Cause they, they've shut tons of things down. Like how do you recoup? Like, how do you satisfy people who purchased it? And I just don't get it stadia yeah well at first i thought you were asking like how do you defeat stadia i was like oh stadia defeats itself Don't oh worry. no stadia but... yeah they man they could barely get the door open to get into the room oh, yeah. how do you shut that down you shut it down like the same way google has shut down friggin' everything they've ever launched which is just like an email oh hey uh we're shutting down the service starting yeah, march sorry about it yeah so yeah that's such a strange thing but you know that's you you've really phrased it perfectly where this generation this new generation that comes in and we're a month away and it's so exciting you oh know, yeah it is wow we're, is we're, we're what, like six weeks maybe something like that that these two guys are ready where sony really was like we have to make up a lot of uh wrongdoings with the ps4 when they launched and they obviously were able to jump all over xbox because xbox butchered that 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 uh entrance but they're ready. They're both really, really ready and in really strong places and really good places. Like, if someone were to come to me like, hey, I got the Xbox Series instead of the PS5 at launch, I'd be like, I can't blame you. And I can't blame you for the other way. I can't blame you. I can I can't blame you if you're only getting, like, a Switch But uh, um, at this point. But it's, it's so strange and it's so exciting because it's like we're going to see some amazing things now. We're in a weird thing where this may be the last generation overhaul um at least for xbox believe that's how they've been marketing where it's like that's it we're xbox from here on out we're going to release stronger versions sony we don't know exactly they're going a little bit more traditional yeah they don't seem like they're interested in changing that format at least for now yeah and and nintendo still has their red blindfold on and they're just (laughs) stumbling all over the place so it works for them (laughs) it worked for them but you know people are getting tired of these uh (laughs) a lot of their their stuff is this uh, Nintendo Online Pass is not really working for Virtual Console. I think it's time for they just do Virtual Console. I think it's something they have to figure it out because they're they're gonna start looking bad. Where Xbox is gonna like you said, Xbox gonna play four generations of games. We we just finally got our first GameCube game technically, and it's locked behind, you know, the Mario Collection. It's like it's time for them to start really. People have such a nostalgia bump for the Nintendo, and like start leaning into that and start giving us these things because it's it's weird because the other two are ready to go full fire full head on and you have nintendo kind of on the back burner and when i really do think they can be a force to be reckoned with if they start cranking out again like they did at the beginning of the switch 
Yeah, I mean, the good thing we've seen is that in previous generations when people have flopped, it's because they took their eyes off the prize and they stopped mm-hmm. focusing on games and started focusing on gimmicks one way or another. Uh, whether it be the Kinect, whether it be the Wii U gamepad, whether it be, you know, whatever. Uh, and the fact that I feel like all three of them really had to get it hammered into their head that's like focus on games. And PlayStation learned that for the PS4, so they came out with the PS4. And, and it worked out well for them. And Xbox One came out with all these crazy gimmicks, but they learned, and now with Game Pass and everything, they're focused on the games. And then now Nintendo understands that... I mean, they've always understood the value of their IP, but they understand the fact that they don't. you don't need a million gimmicks to sell a Mario or a Zelda game. People love Mario and Zelda, so just mm-hmm. give them what they want. And the fact that I, I, just all three of them are going to be focused on games for once. Not TV, TV, Call of Duty Sports, but... Just games. Just give people games to play on their game machines. And uh, you can try to innovate on that and, and change the tech and offer new ways to control and do weird things. But at the end of the day, it has to come to the games. And for the first time in a very long time, I feel comfortably in saying that all three of them understand that and have plans to deliver that. Yeah, and we see that even with the simple things. We At no conference did we see Sony or Xbox talk about how their system is going to have Netflix. Obviously, they're going to have Netflix and Amazon Prime and all the video streaming services. But from my from my recognition, th- these conferences have all been about games. They did not waste ten minutes talking about streaming and how fast it's going to be. And listen, we you know I and this is not even a joke. I've seen legit refrigerators have Netflix. These systems are obviously going to have Netflix. Everything Nintendo's, but the Switch. <laughs> uh, Nintendo's a little bit weird because all they have is YouTube and Hulu still. Um, it's a little awkward. And Nico Nico Doga in Japan. Don't forget oh, Nico Nico Doga. Apologies, but you know <laughs> they don't even have Netflix, which is like the streaming service. So really weird. And when when you and then you go look at Xbox and Sony, they literally have everything: Crunchyroll, VRV, Amazon. So it's weird. But besides that, those are going to be there. People are always ask. I had someone ask me like, "Are they going to have Netflix?" I'm like, "Come on, one. Do you need it to have Netflix? Don't most TVs have Netflix built in? And oh, it's yeah, just like, TV, come on, yeah. you, smart TVs. You can get a little Fire Stick that you plug into the back that has Netflix. Yes, they're going to have Netflix, guys. But that's not what they're focusing on because they know." that's not their money maker their money maker are those games and it's finally good to just see all three like you said hand you know hand in hand being like we're gonna make you guys awesome games that's what you guys want and it's true that's exactly what we want well that was the loose topic i hope you guys enjoyed do keep in mind that the best-selling console going up will of course be the atari vcs and uh, i don't really have any interest in talking about you know playstation xbox anymore uh but that was the neo vintage podcast i'm jabril and i am with Steve, hope you guys enjoyed. And I'll see you guys next week.